Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation, we're talking with WREL's Five on Your Side producer, Pritchard Strong, about the over-the-counter drug shortages for children. Welcome to the program, Pritchard. Thank you. So tell us, what are parents having trouble finding in pharmacies for their children right now? Yeah, so through the winter and and even into today, um, it can be challenging to find ibuprofen and acetaminophen. Uh, We're talking children's Motrin, children's Tylenol. Uh, You go to the store shelves and you might be able to find some, uh, but more often than not, it's going to be some empty sections where they're just sold out of particular products. Uh, And that's really been due to a a bad winter as far as COVID, flu, RSV, kind of all hitting at the same time and and, and pushing up that kind of demand for those products. And I know you spoke to some families for your story. And I mean, one family even had their family members in the Northeast mail them some of these prescriptions. I'm sorry, some of these over-the-counter medications because they couldn't get them in our area. Yeah. And they had a backstock too. They had these medications on hand, but they had two children who had um, had surgery, uh, minor procedures, and they burned through that backstock really quickly. And when they went to go start trying to find replacements, a gentleman I spoke with said he went to about a dozen stores and really had no luck finding it. Um, They started reaching out to family and somebody in New York found some, but you know, they said the supply there wasn't exactly plentiful either. They just had you know, some more success. Um, so they ended up having uh, that shipped down to them from New York to, to try and help them make it through uh, with what they needed. And so it's a nationwide problem, obviously. Yeah. Um, so you said the shortage is in part due to kind of a rough winter with children's illnesses. Obviously, I think we're kind of coming out of that now. Flu and COVID rates are going down for children. So what is the status of these drugs? Are they coming back into the shelves? I mean, do you think we're going to see that soon? They're starting to, yeah. Um, and one consumer health group that tracks this was saying that demand for these types of products was up 65% this winter compared to last. So there's been a lot more need for them. Um, you know, But they are starting to come back to the shelves as these cases start to decline. But we're also seeing early spring, the warm weather, pollen, allergies, allergies, sinus infections, other things that, uh, you know, require these types of medicines. So one pharmacist told us that demand may not quite be going away just yet. Yeah. And what what are pharmacies saying? Because, I mean, they're the ones that get the frustration from the parents when the parents come in and say, we can't find this. We have to have this. What what are they telling their customers? Yeah, it has been frustrating. And, And one of the big things is because with little kids, you can only substitute so many things. So, you know, the really little ones need the liquid medication so that they can swallow. They can't do pills. Um, and, and there just aren't a whole lot of other options out there. So what pharmacies that we've talked to have done, you know, they will try to provide alternatives where they can. If, you know, an adult size dose works at, at a smaller size or right, something like Right, like cut it in line. half, cut the dose yeah, in half. Right. something like that. Or they'll help call around to other pharmacies and see if they have the product. But, you know, that's not something as far as changing the dosage that you want to do out on your own. You always need the, the advice of a professional before doing any anything like that. Absolutely. And um, I know smaller pharmacies have other options because they can actually create drugs through compounding. Are any of them taking advantage of the shortage right now and creating their own uh, version of these pharmaceuticals? So there are really specific rules around that. Um, and your local neighborhood compounding pharmacy is not able to do that. They have to get really special permission. They have to have special licenses to be able 
to compound a, a, a large-scale uh, commercial drug like an ibuprofen. Um, but what is happening right now is the FDA gave hospital systems and their compounders who have the appropriate licenses, gave them the ability to compound their own ibuprofen because there has been uh, such a need for it. That in turn kind of helps the supply outside of hospital systems uh, and what may be readily available out on store shelves. Great. Well, we're going to learn more about what the FDA is doing after the break. We'll hear more from Pritchard Strong. Welcome back to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm talking with Pritchard Strong about the shortage of child's pain and fever medication on pharmacy shelves. So has the FDA declared a shortage? And if they haven't done it, why not? So they haven't declared a shortage of ibuprofen and acetaminophen. Um, and what they're looking at uh, to declare that is, is a national scale. So while you know, in Raleigh and the surrounding areas, we may not have much of it on the shelves. It may be a problem finding it. Nationally, there is enough. And so the FDA has not declared a shortage uh, nationwide. And that's something they would typically do and, and do that on a regular basis if there's a problem getting a specific kind of over-the-counter or even maybe a prescription drug as well. Right. So amoxicillin, for example, right now there is an amoxicillin shortage, and that is declared by the FDA. Um, they have projections that they think that that's going to start to come back first quarter of this year. So that that is improving and they're expecting it to improve. But, you know, with the outlook on on the over-the-counter meds, that's looking better. They are hearing from manufacturers. They expect the supply to improve. So to this point, they haven't declared any kind of shortage there. So what can and should the FDA be doing in this situation to help? So there are a number of things that they can do. There are some things that they have done. Um, we kind of talked about allowing hospital systems to compound their right. own ibuprofen. They have done that uh, just in the last couple of months. Um, they you know, generally work with these manufacturers to try and help them with any kind of raw materials, production, expediting reviews and requests to help them with whatever they need to make the medicines that they need quicker. Um, some other things that they can do um, is they will... Uh, actually, you know, minor manufacturing issues, like if something has the wrong expiration date, a low risk thing like that, a product may be able to be made available or put on the market if it does have a minor manufacturing issue. And they can bring stuff in from overseas. Um, they can import from outside the U.S. That's something that we saw during the uh, baby infant formula shortage uh, uh, last year. They started importing from overseas and, and people were seeing maybe some brands that they weren't as familiar with. So clearly the FDA is aware of this and they're just kind of monitoring it right now. Keeping a close watch, um, I'd say that they um, are doing probably a little bit more than that. They, they certainly are communicating and, and kind of working behind the scenes. It just hasn't quite reached the level of, of a full-on declared shortage. And what is your advice for consumers? If they're having trouble finding what they need for their kids, you know, when our kids are sick, it, it's very frustrating and it can be scary. And you really want to give them something to help with the symptoms. You do. And, and it, it, exactly all the things you're saying it can be scary, it can be frustrating. Um, you know, we did our own search um, in North Raleigh. We were able to find uh, some medications after uh, going to a few different pharmacies and grocery stores. So that's going to be kind of the first thing is if you have time, if you have the ability to search, um, you know, again, 
some stores are going to be out of it. Some stores are going to have it. It's just going to maybe be a matter of finding it in your area. Um, if you don't have that time, you go to your standard pharmacy. Your pharmacist may be able to call around, help you out, um, figure out where you could go directly to find something. Uh, that pharmacist could also recommend an alternative. Alternative we kind of talked about um, something that may be able uh, to replace a, a, an acetaminophen or an ibuprofen. What about um, ordering online? I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah, you can. Um, there are options for online ordering. We did try that too. Uh, CVS in the Raleigh area, they were completely out of ibuprofen, uh, but we checked Walgreens. They did have some. First time we ordered it, um, they canceled. So maybe it wasn't in stock when it showed that it was, but the second time we did get it uh, and actually was delivered within an hour uh, by DoorDash. Costs a little bit more, um, but it is a way to get it quickly uh, and you're not driving all over town. And you have, what, a three-year-old? Coming up on three, yeah. So this is particularly important for you and your family. It is, and it's something that we've experienced too. Um, you know, I, I, as we talked about flu, COVID, RS, you know, all the stuff that's been going around. And, you know, we've been feeling it too. It feels like everybody's been had something since Thanksgiving. And we went through the stock of of Motrin that we had for her. And and for a while, we weren't finding it. Um, so, you know, we, we're good now. We've, we've got our supply now. Um, you know. We try to take the the advice of pharmacists and not overbuy. We saw a lot of panic buying during the pandemic, and I'm sure that would be the thing that you would say, "Hey, don't do that." It absolutely is. Um, it's one of those things where one bottle of whatever you need is going to go a long way. Um, and pharmacists that we talk to, again, they say that supply is starting to come back, and they say that getting one bottle while your child's sick should get you where you need to go uh, through an illness and to the point where supply really does come back uh, and it's much easier to find on store shelves. Great. Well, thank you so much for your research and your insight into this topic, Pritchard. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with triangle news events and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter. 